We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Bogushevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What is up, Thunder fans, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. So excited to be back here for the 2022-2023 NBA season. Um, I am your host for tonight, Taylor Peterson. Find me on Twitter at Taylor underscore P15. You can find us at the underscore uncontested. Be sure to give us a follow. The Thunder drop, quote-unquote, drop their second preseason game to the Dallas Mavericks, 98-96. to uh, but before we go any further, we are a proud part of Blue Wire Podcast Network and a proud partner of DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Has some really cool stickers that just came in. Uh, we had the hollow stickers last season. We had some really cool, just kind of uh, standard uh, logo stickers this season. So be sure to, oh, oh, you know, I, w- I was going to wait to intro the man, the myth, the legend, the leader of the uncontested Jacob Niffin. But if you guys are looking at the live, the live stream right now, Jacob just flashed some awesome. I probably shouldn't have used that term. Flash some awesome, uh, uh, stickers. stickers. I'm not flashing other things on the live stream. They're just stickers folks. I mean, it depends how excited he gets, uh, how Poku looks, etc., etc. Nonetheless, like I said, I'm very, uh, thankful to be joined by Jacob Niffin. Here to break down the second post game, or sorry, the second preseason post game, or you got <laughs> second it. preseason game of the season. Gosh, that's a lot of a uh, lot of seasons. <laughs> Justin <laughs> says Jacob is on OnlyFans, flashing stuff, flashing stuff. Love it. Not our Justin. I said a different Justin. <laughs> now we have a lot to to break down here. Jacob, it was another very fun, um, very fun preseason game that I think gave us a lot of content. But before we do that, some exciting news. Um, first and foremost here, if I can get the overlay. We will be partying with our good friends over at Daily Thunder, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast. We'll be throwing a live watch party for the Thunder's away game versus the Denver Nuggets on October 22nd at Prairie L's OKC Tap Room. 
Really excited. We did this last season, but to be joined by our good friends over at Daily Thunder, as well as just all of you uh, listeners who reached out and were super excited to be able to do this again. We're very thankful to be able to throw this event uh, yet again. It's our second annual one, and to be joined by Daily Thunder is going to be great. We have uh, some beer specials from Prairie L Works. We have some uh, uh, some wings and fry specials from the, the new restaurant next door, Hot Chop Sticks, as well as some giveaways, some free stickers. Come hang. Come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll also have any hats we have left over. We'll be at the watch party. We'll be selling hats at the watch party as well. It's going to be a blast. If hey, we have any left, yeah, they're uh, flying it, off the shelves. They are. If you want one, get in the DMs. But um, Saturday, September twenty or October twenty second. Apologies. OU bye week. Uh, so if you're an OU fan, you don't have any excuse to miss. It's going to be a blast. We're going to pack that place out. Uh, love to have you guys come hang with us. And then we will be doing a live post game pod afterwards. Uh, breaking down the Thunder versus Denver second regular season game. Uh, so come hang with us. Very excited. Cannot wait. Like I said, second annual for us, Jacob. So it'll be a lot of fun. I uh, appreciate all of you who came out last year. It's making even better this year. And shout out to our friends over at Daily Thunder. So, Jacob, like I mentioned, the Thunder, quote unquote, lose to the Dallas Mavericks 98 to 96. I had some uh, some of my big take takeaways here. Curious your thoughts. Uh, obviously, we'll dive into them a little deeper here later in the post game. But Thunder want to play fast in transition, and I love seeing that from the very beginning. That leads me to my next big point here. Josh Giddy, as a point guard, was the one who led that charge. I thought that was fantastic to see. I love seeing it. I cannot wait to see some of these other guys like Lou and SGA get in there with him. Um, Usman Jane. It wasn't J-Dub like it was the first preseason game. It was Usman Jang, the rookie, who really shined in, in this preseason game. And I was excited to see that uh, on both ends of the floor. Uh, again, something that you've talked a lot about, Jacob, and you even alluded to here before the preseason. Poku starts over Baisley. And honestly, he outperforms Baisley yet again. And then David Nwaba, look, this isn't a huge point to use as my fifth point here, but I think it's worth mentioning. We'll get into it. David Nwaba gets real minutes again here in the fourth quarter uh, of this preseason game, and he is the only player of that trade, the OKC-Houston trade, to actually not only get minutes, but show up on the bench for the Thunder. So those were kind of my my first initial thoughts, my, my big thoughts from the game. Obviously, uh, a lot to break down here. Just kind of a step-by-step game summary. Starters for OKC tonight. Now, something to mention. Shea and um, Josh, I almost said Josh Giddy. Goodness. Shea and Chet were both present. That was great to see. And obviously, you know, Chet still getting some shots up on his, uh, we'll call it a scooter, Jacob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Shea working out pregame and at halftime and looked very comfortable. Uh, I had predicted he'll probably start game one. I'm feeling better about that, seeing the way he moved out there. Agree completely. Agree completely. I uh, I was thinking he maybe would be like a week or two weeks in um, into the regular season, but your prediction is looking more and more correct. Especially yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling there. that way now. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm with you completely. Um, starters, Giddy, Trey Mann, Poku, Jerry, same as last game except Aaron Wiggins gets a start instead of um, Kendrick Williams. 
Yeah, not much to read there with Wiggins getting the start over K. Rich. Um, I, I, I think they're just trying someone else out. Like, I don't think either of those guys will start. The bigger thing to me was Poku gets the second consecutive start. That's two starts for Poku, zero starts for Baisley. That's two games where Poku has been the more efficient uh, and, quite frankly, better player at that position than Darius Baisley. I had talked and and thought about and, and hypothesized on this podcast, maybe Poku is starting in the front court next to JRE opening night. Um, my confidence in that has gone up significantly. And you're also looking smarter and smarter. I wasn't quite with you there. I didn't think you what would. You know, it wouldn't blow me away if it happened. Uh, you know, when we talked about this about a week ago. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, Jacob. I'm almost um, to the point where I would be surprised if Poku does not start opening night. Agreed. Agreed. And hey, I want to dive deep deeper into that when we get a little further here in the podcast. For sure. Just a uh, really quick breakdown. Like I said, Thunder come out aggressive. But that was led. None other, none other than their point guard was shaving out of the game. It was Josh Giddy. In the first eight minutes, Giddy has 10 points, three steals, which is interesting. We'll get into that a little later as well. Two rebounds uh, and five of eight shooting. Again, he didn't really shoot from outside because he was just being so aggressive. He was able to get to the rim at will. That's really exciting. I, I think we can break, break some of that down as well and hope to see that in the regular season. J-Dub. Runs point yet again as a main point guard in that second unit. Uh, Trey Mann got a little bit of time with him, but Trey Mann didn't get quite as much time this game just because, again, different lineups. Um, first night of a back-to-back in the preseason, etc. J-Dub runs the second unit. A lot of pace early. <laughs> That's one note I have here. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that, right? For sure, and I think a lot of that was also due to Dallas turnovers. They gave out the rock like it was uh, candy on Halloween night. But, you know, I think we have to get, and I don't even have this in my positive or negative, so maybe we just briefly mention it here. That Thunder defense is swarming, and this is the second night, uh, the second game that we've seen this, right? Like, that, this is yeah. hopefully when, a continuation. Whenever we get into your analysis, we can dive into that a little bit because there's some things I want to talk about defensively. So, like I said, Thunder wanting to play fast. They're pushing the ball into transition constantly, and it's preseason. Not all the Thunder players are available thus far, but... This is kind of the epitome of a positionless basketball. It's kind of what I thought about. Like after this first half, you have Jerry, Baisley, Poku, uh, Umarui, and uh, there was others that played center. I mean, just really no quote unquote center, which I found really interesting. A lot of solid perimeter rotations on defense. Again, like we'll get into that. Uh, I thought the defense continued to look really impressive. Giddy, uh, love the, love the, the the <laughs> led the charge in terms of aggressiveness, like I mentioned. Uh, Oos looked really solid on both ends of the four. I want to get into Oos, but then we had like a really kind of interesting five to start the second half. J Dub, Kenner Williams, uh, Lindy Waters the third, Poku, and Wiggins. And uh, like I said, of note, J Dub starting the point again, running the point for that second unit. Kenrich is in there as a like as a veteran to help stabilize that, that quote-unquote second unit, which I thought was important. And Poke looked really good in the third, Jacob. He looked really good. I agree. <laughs> well, again, we'll dive into Poku here in a second. Now, Waba, Nawaba uh, was getting time in the fourth quarter. I thought that was important because he played the majority of the fourth quarter while some of these other players from the trade didn't 
again, they aren't even on the bench. Uh, Jane got banged up a bit towards the end of the game. Really hope he's okay. We haven't heard anything yet, so I'm hoping it's something serious. And then I had a kind of funny tweet towards the end of the game, quote-unquote funny. Uh, we have a tight one here as the OKC Blue trailed the Texas Legend, Legends 90-88, to 256 to go. Jaden Hardy had 16 points in the fourth quarter because, like I said, it was essentially two G League teams mm-hmm. playing against each other. So I think we can finally get into the good stuff, Jacob. Let's dive into the meat here. The meat. The meat and potatoes, which is now, maybe what this game was filmed on tonight. Yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. That stream was terrible. Like Nick said in our uncontested Slack that we have, our group text that we have, this made you miss Bally, which is really, really saying something. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> terrible. 100%. So when we're going through post games, I always love to uh, do positives and negatives. I think it's a fun way to break things down. But I'm a positive person, Jacob, as you know. We start with negatives. We end on positives. Let's My do negatives. It. There's not a ton of them, honestly. But I think the negatives, uh, tying this in with my Poku starting over Bay's comment. Base does not look good, Jacob. Yet again, I mean, just some boneheaded decisions. Um the inability to be able to create for others. I mean, granted, he did have like maybe two plays that I counted, I think, there in the second quarter that were better, at least in his first preseason game. But I'm really curious. I mean, you've been leading this charge for the past year now, and you've been spot on. I'm curious your thoughts on Baze. And then we can kind of turn this into a positive in a way when we talk about Poku and him potentially getting that starting position over Baisley. Yeah, so Baisley played actually one minute more than Poku tonight. 19 minutes, 3 of 6 from the field, 8 points. Um, 0 of 1 from the 3-point line, 6 rebounds, an assist, a block, 2 turnovers. And the game is a minus 5. I think you can boil it down to this. Baisley has a very poor feel for the game. That's just where we're at. It's, it is what it is. Um he frequently on offense tries to do too much, uh, which I think is interpreting the game wrong. Uh, he makes bad passes, which is interpreting the game wrong. He takes bad shots, which is interpreting the game wrong. Um, I think you watch, I mean, and I mean, he was better tonight, three of six. Like I thought Monday night, he was horrific. Uh, you look at him tonight, like tonight was okay. Still wasn't good. And I think especially when you look at it in comparison to Poku, specifically that third quarter of Poku, there was a handful of plays in that third quarter, offensively and defensively by Poku, that I was just like, Bays doesn't do this. Exactly. He can't, he can't do this. Like he physically, this sounds bad, but like mentally, like he cannot process the game at the rate that Poku is. Just some really clean stuff from Alexei Pukashevsky that uh, really popped to me and, and was the example of what Mark Dagnall talked about. Uh, Baisley just doesn't have it, man. That uh, They've been playing him as like the bench five. He's going to play that role. I don't think he's finishing the season in Oklahoma City. I am uh, very much with you. Maybe we'll save that does he finish or does he not finish in OKC for our bets podcast this Sunday, Jacob, because I think that's a really good one that I assume you probably will have on your list. However, I think you uh, kind of summarized that perfectly. You know, there was that that period in the third quarter where Poku didn't look great. 
early. Uh, I think he like fumbled a pass, did something else, et cetera, et cetera. However, then he has like this great stretch where he finds a JRE for a lob dunk in the half court. Yeah. Hey, before you move on to the next play, I want to talk about that one for a second. Okay. That play was Josh Giddy comes off a screen. Uh, I think going right. Right. He's on the right wing. He attacks into the paint. The defense collapses on him. Uh, he reads that collapse two steps before it happens and throws like this righty bullet pass to the left Over to wing to Poku. Poku catches it at the three-point line. The guy is closing out on him. He puts the ball on the ground, takes one dribble, uh, uh, attacking a closeout, a blow-by dribble, one dribble, picks it up, and in one fluid motion, tosses an alley-oop on the backside to JRE, who is open Who's because the defense is rotating. Ball. Yeah, and... That is that connector stuff that Dagnalt was talking about. They don't want Poku having the ball, initiating a pick and roll, doing some crazy Poku shit. But if he can catch a pass off a Josh or a Shea drive and have the defense rotating and take one dribble and make the next read, that is where he can be incredibly effective. He did it on that play. There was a fast break, I think maybe in the first half, uh, where he was running, caught the ball at the three-point line. Uh, I th- I don't even think he took a dribble. I think he head faked and then like tossed a lob on the backside to Lindy Waters, who didn't convert but got uh, got fouled. It's those things, those quick decisions after the ball gets swung to him that other guys on this team, specifically Darius Baisley, cannot make. That's the connector stuff that Coach Dagnalt was talking about that I think is going to make this offense just hum that much better this year. Which is so encouraging to see because we talked about this being a pivotal season so uh, upcoming for both Darius Baisley and Poku. And to see Poku already kind of making that kind of leap. Um, now, Jacob, hopefully he won't be a connector in, in regards to, you know, he was compared with Dignan in regards to Draymond Green. Hopefully he's not connecting fists to uh, faces like Draymond Green. Yeah. we learned tonight. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think you're spot on there. I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, and, and again, later on in the third quarter, not very long after, um, he finishes a double clutch layup in transition from a pass from Giddy. So all that being said. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think Poku has to be a positive, but 
Three of six from the field. Two. We're of still five on natives. Three. We we spent that like oh, yeah, like yeah, I said yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. spent that. No no no. That's that's kind of my point. We spent that into a negative, or sorry, into a positive because of you know it, it's unfortunate for Baisley. Hopefully he can uh, carve out his role as a bark as a backup center. But we will see. Oh, now negative I'm just hoping, for a sake I'm just of hoping his uh, his trade value is decent enough to at least get a protected and, second. And, I was thinking about that as well. Doesn't doesn't seem great. We'll probably talk about that in a Sunday podcast. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thunder shot only 18% from three, but we aren't oh, going to even dive into oh, that because negative. the OKC blue basically we're in the it, it, you know, playing in the fourth quarter. Does um, it worry you at all that the shooting, the three point shooting tonight was bad, uh, but J Dub has not shot the three well at all in the first two pieces um, of the games? You know, maybe a tad. Like again, uh, only too, because his too his, small of a sample size. Yes, but but I think you bring up a good point because his catch and shoot percentage from three, although it was fantastic, it was like something ridiculous. This is off the top of my head. It's like forty eight percent or something ridiculous from three as a catch and shoot three in college, but it was on a very limited sample size. So like maybe we're and seeing he's ball that. handling right now. He's not catching and but shooting ex- exactly. Exactly. Pair him, pair him with Shea and and Josh. I think it changes. And also, here's the thing: that eighteen percent from three. It's because they didn't take a whole lot of them because they're pushing the ball in transition. And I, I've said this, Jacob. Hopefully you can back me up on this. I tweeted about it. I've said it on the podcast for the past two years now. The first re- quote-unquote rebuild year, this team is in their best when they're pushing the ball in transition. Which kind of leads, well, actually, for the first time ever, I maybe have some neutrals. And I just kind of want your thoughts on these. Like I said, David Nwaba is getting legitimate minutes again. While well, the other players in the uh, Houston trade, Marquise Chris, Trey Burke, they've yet to report. What are your thoughts on Nwaba? Is that a Bays replacement? We talked about Baisley. So a locker room veteran presence for that last roster spot. What are your thoughts on Nwaba? Do you want honesty? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, either. I have, I have zero <laughs> interest. Like, he seems like a fine guy. Um, maybe he is a bit of a locker room leadership guy. Doesn't matter to me. Play the young guys, get him experience, get these guys some burn. Um, if he's really bad, play him to lose and get Victor at the end of the year because holy goddamn shit, that was insane. What we watched in ESPN2 last night. We're not going to dive into that on this episode. But holy cannoli. <laughs> so, but I, I have zero interest in David Nwaba. Um, he is no, in no way, shape or form, long-term plans of this team. Keep him for the 15th guy. Don't keep him for the 15th guy. I don't really care. I'm with you there. With you there completely. I just, I find it interesting. David, if you listen to this podcast, no offense. I'm sure you're a great guy. I just, yeah. I'm not interested hey, in you, watching you, you play basketball that, on the Thunder. That 15th spot, good for you. Uh, Cash that no, check, buddy. I'm with you. I just... I find it interesting. I'm curious what the plan is there, so I bring it up. Trey mm-hmm. Mann had eight points and limited minutes, which is great. Again, didn't really get a ton of playing time because hopefully he'll get playing time tomorrow and where Jacob, our very own Jacob, will be live. So hopefully we see some Trey Mann there. Now, hopefully. positives. Um, going to rapid fire through the three that I have. You can break down your favorite. Okay. Josh Giddy, 13 points, 6 of 10 from the field, two rebounds, three assists. My favorite stat probably. Not to uh, lead you a certain direction, Jacob, but four steals all in 16 minutes. Again, limited playing time uh, because it's the second I have a back-to-back. We'll probably see him a lot against his former team and the Adelaide 36ers tomorrow night. But man, Giddy looked aggressive. He looked amazing uh, in very limited minutes. 
We had Poku, like we, we've already talked about Poku. We don't need to break him down, but eight points, two of five from three, uh, two assists. Again, played that quote-unquote connector role that they don't talk about. And my other one here, got to mention J-Dub. Even though he was less efficient than he was in that first preseason game, 10 points. I thought he played some more really good defense. And then finally, um, Usman Jane. I thought had a really, really good game. Um, got me to the point where I even tweeted out, like maybe uh, we're too excited about J-Dub and not excited enough about Usman Jang. So, Jacob, Giddy, Usman Jang, J-Dub, Poku, go for it. Giddy looked incredibly aggressive. You love to see it. Attacked the basket relentlessly, got to the rim, uh, finished very efficiently when he was there. That was awesome. You mentioned the four steals. We talked about defense at the top, Taylor. The defense swarms. There are two plays specifically, individually, defensively, that jump out to me tonight. Uh, both came in the third quarter. One was Mavericks were in a side pick and roll with Poku in it. Um, and when Poku uh, Poku's man screened, he kind of dropped and he got in this low stance and he kind of played this middle ground where he wasn't playing hedge defense, but he wasn't playing drop defense. He was kind of in that middle in case the playing safety. The, yeah, that's in what case I thought. The the ball handler, the guard wanted a pull up or a layup. Poku was in position to pounce and, and contest it. But if they threw a lob, he was also in position to back up and, and like get up and contest that. And really played that middle ground beautifully until Kenrich Williams got back to the ball handler and then Poku rotated back. Very textbook pick-and-roll defense I loved. And then the other individual defensive performance comes with J-Dub. 6'7", seven, seven, wingspan. There was a possession where he got matched up in transition on Christian Wood. It's much larger than him. Uh, Christian Wood gave him a head fake at the three-point line. J-Dub stayed down, uh, got up, contested it, uh, had these choppy steps on the closeout. And then uh, Christian Wood tried to go left. He slid with his J Dub slid with his body, made contact with his chest, didn't let Christian Wood get the corner, uh, walled him up defensively, and forced a kick out. I think the kick out led to a three pointer. But the initial defense, uh, absolutely beautiful. This team, their size and their length has been really impressive defensively to me. Uh, and so I, I'm kind of taking these guys that's, that you were talking about and putting them in the context of defense, which leads to the last one, and I want you to jump in on this as well. I said it Monday night. I tweeted it from the uncontested account Monday night, tweeted it from my own account tonight, mentioned it in the uncontested Slack tonight. And I think I tweeted about it tonight, and I know exactly where you're going. Usman, Usman Jang's defense, right? And yeah, his, his defense before, and, and specifically his, his defense. His fluidity. This man, like... Typically, 6'11 guys move like very kind of upright. Um, they they don't have like a lot of wiggle, a lot of bend. Just the way this guy moves, he moves like Kevin Durant. He doesn't play like Kevin Durant, but the way that big long frame moves looks like what you would expect somebody like a, a Shea Gilgis Alexander or a Trey man to move. It's just, he's so graceful and fluid and dexterous. Uh, it's really impressive. He splashed the three as his first shot of the game. Really pretty. He had a nice, like breakaway little Euro layup. Uh, still needs to work on yes. the physicality offensively. I that out. 
but defensively just kind of swallows dudes up. He is very cerebral defensively. Even when his man doesn't have the ball, he's cheating over, he's closing out, he's digging and getting back. Whenever his man does have the ball, he's got this massive wingspan to contain. We talked a lot about G League minutes for Usman. This might be a hot take two games into preseason. Baisley hasn't been good, and maybe you just trade him. That way you have more minutes to play Us. Love it. Love it. You maybe heard me uh, chuckle there earlier on when you were giving that breakdown, and that's only because I laughed because I had a very similar thought. You mentioned uh, the Kevin Durant. Like, we aren't going to call it a comp, but just, you know, kind of what you mentioned. It reminded me of, again, this is the earliest I've done and the most in-depth I've gone on. 2023 or sorry upcoming nba draft prospects right i have a pretty good feel for probably like the top 15 players i would say and that that's very unlike me um and so obviously i watched last night victor women yama thought he had a ton of almost eerily like some, some plays that remind me of kevin durant in terms of like that crossover it moving at that size but you're right um, you said that about Usman. Um, he is not Victor Wembanyama. I am not saying that at all. But him being able to move at that size is what reminds me of what I watched last night with Wembanyama. I think you're on something there on both the defensive end of the floor and the offensive end of the floor. Again, we're going to have plenty of time to dive into that. Here Defensively, with our, our he's earning couple. himself some minutes. Agreed. Agreed. Diggs, and I think Dags only wants to play you uh, if you can hold up defensively. Um, Usman is proving that he can do that already and Teo, the exciting thing is is that kid is 18 because oh, that's so crazy what if he grows a little bit more I mean, what he if we're he's grows, 6 11 220 what if we're out? talking about a a seven seven foot 230 kid like holy crap he's impressive they like can handle the bar they can't handle the ball i mean it's it's very, according to john hollinger it's just a uh, perry jones uh uh, syndrome yeah. though so oh my gosh yeah we're not we're not gonna dive into that i was gonna say don't get me started on that we uh, don't got enough time uh there's a I, reason he doesn't have a gm job and sam Presley does yes and i think there's probably the friction there now R- rookies the the first round rookies have really excited me preseason agreed. so far uh i wonder we'll have how- some some bets our upcoming bet bets podcast I was really feeling good about this one, Jacob. And now after listening to you talk, I'm not sure anybody's even going to take the one that I have about Usman Chang after <laughs> Spice tonight, it up a little bit. Which is great. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll make it a little more uh, little more spicy. Which leads me, Jacob, to my player of the game. Look, obviously, Josh Giddy looked incredible. 13 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 6 to 10 from the floor. He only took one three. But again, this is all in 16 minutes. So that's why I was going to go ahead. Oh, sorry. I... uh. Swiped over to Chelsea. Shout out uh, Silva and Calming are my, my Chelsea friends, uh, Chelsea Football Club. However, I was, uh, you know, that's an, that's an obvious one. So I was going to go ahead and go with Usman Jang. Eight points, three rebounds, three of six from the floor, one and two from three. I'm with you. Efficient. I, I love it. Very efficient. I'm excited. Uh, very excited about Usman Jang. Now, we have a lot of questions here. Uh, we're about 30 minutes, which is about perfect. We have some questions here in the chat. We have some questions here from Twitter. Let's go ahead and go through the chat. I'll uh, throw them at you, and then I'll dive into some Twitter. Cool. Let's just well. pick like maybe some of our favorite ones since we're it. running out of time. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Justin's uh, Jacob's new OnlyFans was pretty funny. Can't lie. 
So, what the hell? Coach D played Lindy as a ball handler. He's supposed to be a, a spot-up shooter. That's from Kamel, uh, uh, Lancian. I yeah, get it, just, but they're just, it, yeah. They're just putting guys in positions to see what they can do. Like, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. Lindy's not going to play point guard in the regular season. They're just giving these guys opportunities in different places to expand their game. Step out of your comfort zone a little bit. That's what preseason is all about. Exactly, which is was great to see. I, I kind of like seeing it. Um, so this is, is probably going to be one for me, Justin Justin Perryman. Uh, what's your favorite beer from Prairie? I'm personally a Vape Tricks or Blueberry Boyfriend guy. Uh, I've had Vape Tricks, but I'm not really like a sour sour beer guy. Um, but they have the chalk beer, which you cannot find hardly like anywhere, which is a really, really good kind of like wheat beer. Uh, but they also have a club special there, which is kind of a bit of like a sour beer. It's really, really good, Justin. I, I'd have to go probably with those two, but come out. Um, they always have specials, so they'll have some specials on tap for when we do our uh, our watch party. So it's a uh, dollar off all full pours. Yeah, that's right. All night long. Also, they have some really cool sodas and stuff too as well. We uh, remember that from last time. They were mm-hmm. all really good. So and Hot Chopsticks is going to have wings and fries special for ten bucks a piece. Uh, it's going to be awesome. They are super excited to partner with us. Come hang out with us October twenty second, folks. Love it. Love it. Did you notice how much Trey Mann tried to get Baze's focus on game? He's a leader. Um, I'm going to be really honest. I didn't see a lot of that, mainly because I was kind of going back before, back and forth between notes, uh, Twitter, etc. cetera. Um, but that is great to see. You know, I think Trey Mann is taking a leadership role both on and off the court. So mm-hmm. to see him kind of encouraging his teammates, especially Baisley, um, I think that's good to see. Definitely. Uh, last one on YouTube. Eamon just says, if we beat the 36ers tomorrow, does that make us better than the Suns? I say yes, it does. <laughs> They're better than the Suns. And uh, they should go ahead and just trade us Devin Booker for, what was it? Uh, let's see. For Usman Jang and two lightly protected first, right? That's how the, the That's how this works. Yep. Uh, Taylor, I'm going to shoot you some of the Twitter questions before we Thank get you. out of here. Because I was looking um, for him. <laughs> so Luke Millette 97 says, does it seem like they're going to use J-Dub as the primary on-ball guard for the bench? I know SGA and Dort are out, and that could potentially contribute to him playing in that role now, but it's looking more and more that it might be a primary role for him in the season. Thoughts? This one's an interesting one to me as well. Is J-Dub playing that bench ball handler uh role out of necessity because no Shea and Dort or is this what they want him to do so I think our follower here nailed it when he he or she mentioned um you know Shea and Luke both being out which leads me to what I've kind of been seeing with these lineups I think we're going to see like two primary you know quote-unquote ball handlers uh at all times right we, we're we're going to see Shay and Giddy. We're going to see Lou and Trey. We're going to see Trey and Giddy. We're going to see Trey and J Dub. We're going to see J Dub and, and Shay. I think we're going to see that rotation there, which I'm really excited about because I think that kind of leads to the positionless uh, versatility that Sam's been preaching and Dignall has been preaching over and over. So that's kind of my thoughts there. Um, I know it's not a, a specific answer. But I think that's kind of the point of this whole entire team is we're going to see this versatility, these multiple ball handlers on the floor at all times. I do not think J-Dub is going to be the primary point guard, quote-unquote, or ball handler in the second unit because I think there's always going to be another ball handler with him at all times, uh, especially when these other guys come back healthy 
Trey Mann sauce back to that second unit. I like that. The other one from at Longboy Shea says, do you think Nawaba stays on the team? I'm very, very curious now that we're seeing him. Um, I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm prisoner at the moment. I kind of think he does, but I'm not sure why. It's just my honest answer. I, I really am not sure why. Um, yeah. What do you think, Jacob, really quick? Um, I think maybe he'll maybe he'll stay. I don't know. Again, I don't it's really weird. care. It's weird. Yeah, I know. And I just maybe he's I'd rather have that Paisley. Yeah, I would. Maybe I wonder. Cut Paisley. I've worded that. They're not gonna cut Paisley, but I can hope. <laughs> One can hope. All right, Taylor. Uh, anything else before we bump this outro music and get out of here? I really don't think so. I think I we covered this one. Posted. I think it's good. And besides, we got another one coming up in 24 hours. Oh, so. gosh. Yeah, that's right. We have a back-to-back. Hey, speaking of that, Jacob, I believe, it's off the top of my head from Sunday, but our own OKC tracker, Justin, is going to have you all covered for that. But not only that, the guy right next to me on the screen, Jacob Niffin, will be there live. So, we'll have some pictures. Uh, apparently, Dignall is, you know, Thunder may be taking... But Dignall is not because he is going to keep these starters close to the vest every single game. It's our own so Jacob Niffin. A little ridiculous. So I'll have the starting lineup for you. Stay our here. Jacob will have it. Yeah, that's right. For any of any others, dude. So thank you all again for tuning in to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. We're super excited to be picking this all back up again. Be sure to go and leave us a five-star review. We'll send you either a hat or sticker, depending on... Uh, availability be sure to join us at prairie on october 22nd thank you again for tuning in tune in tomorrow night we'll have you guys covered for that as well and as always and until next time thunder up When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.